Cool. All right. So this is episode 48. Yeah. PMO. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Peter wouldn't know. Yeah, Peter wouldn't know. To be fair, I don't know why I'm asking. What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 48 of the Rhymes Like Dime podcast with your boys, Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Yo. Myself, Yemi. And today we are joined by a very special guest, an authority on UK black music who has seen and chronicled the rise, fall and rise again of the scene as a writer and editor for over a decade, as well as throwing some infamous parties under the Chock-A-Block banner. He has written for the likes of The Guardian, The Independent, among others, and is currently the editor-in-chief of Complex UK and founder of Trench Mag. We welcome Joseph J.P. Patterson to the show today. How you doing, bro? Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me, bro. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a long time coming. I'm due to be on this podcast, but I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. And we're glad to have you, man. We're very, very glad to have you. Glad we were able finally to make it happen, man. Definitely, definitely. 100%. Boys, PMO. How's it going, crew? Very well, sir. How are you, man? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Mohammed? I've been chilling, man. I've been working, alive, working. Shit don't change, man. It's the same thing every other podcast, bro. <laughs> bro. I don't have to ask you how your week was, then. Nah, man. Week's been dead, just working. Kill you. <laughs> Why you been? Bro, it's the same shit, man. Just, just you know, working. You know what I mean? And just waiting for lockdown to be done. Yeah, trust That's me. It really, just the same shit. The grind don't stop, but we're still waiting for lockdown to just end so we can party it and that. Like, I'm, That's I'm, all it is, but we're waiting for the celebration at the end. Trust me, trust me. Just waiting to celebrate something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, JP, you must be chomping at the bit to come back to London. Yeah, man, I've been I'm stuck in country since Christmas, isn't it? So I'm just like, <laughs> might as well wait here till this lockdown's done, innit? And then <laughs> go back. But yeah, man. Yeah, I hear that, man. Northampton, right? Yeah, yeah, Northampton side, yeah. What's Northampton like? It's dead, it's dead, it's dead, it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, everyone's in the house as well, but yeah, man, just doing my work, doing as much work as I can, get me stacking, ready for when we're allowed to touch road, and then, yeah, it's on, <laughs> it's on again, bro. It's going to be a madness once we're able to, for sure. Yeah, man. Anyone going to ask me how I am? Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Peter. Peter, you should have taken uh, I, I already did. I said, yeah. hey, I'm selling fire, so how are you? Oh, okay. That's what I like. Look at that. That was a layup right there, man. It was a layup. Well, thank you, sir. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm pretty much the same. Enough at home, chilling. Not much else, man. Still on furlough. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Real up there, boy. Real. Real. But we move. I mean, lockdown's just boring at this point, isn't it? So Yeah. The first two was like, all right, cool. Let's do all right, cool. But this one's been a bit hectic. Right? I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's took its toll, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> it took its toll, boy. Yeah, There's only so many walks you can take, you know what I mean? There's only so many, so much TV you can watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even watch TV like that, so. Might watch a little, a little Young EastEnders episode every now and again, but watch TV still. <laughs> nah. I mean, I've somewhat enjoyed it, man. Do you know what I mean? We're never going to get this time again. True, true. Just to be still, you know yeah. what I mean? Plan, strategize, do whatever. Yeah. 
So it's been it's been alright. You're better than me, man. I'm trying to go outside. I feel you. I'm, I'm on. I'm on stepping outside right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to go outside, man. Just walk through Box Park and just see. <laughs> Bro, you're gonna have to queue up at Box Park from like three o'clock. It's gonna have to happen. Shorty's gonna be one big outside rave for like two months. Yeah, straight. And I'll be there in the Yeah, like not everyone's gonna get in places, so it's just gonna be outside. It's just gonna be a spill of nastiness. I mean, boy. We'll be ready for it. Ready. Bro, I'm locked. Ready. Can't wait. <laughs> ready, yeah. star. Well, we all know you'll be partaking in it. So, you know what I mean? Cause. Let me just get a haircut and I can't wait, innit? You're not going to get the camera. Hell no, cuz. Man, you let Yemi talk you off the ledge. Nah, you know what it is, I'm man. Ready. Look, that's a day. you going to work. Don't, don't, I don't let him do that to you, man. You can do it. I'm a poor man number one. Yeah, but I pushed my hairline just a bit back. I said, yeah, this forehead is a bit wild. This is what I mean. That's, but that's the only thing I had to no, say about it. For the first time, you realised. No. When I first told you, maybe it's not a good idea, I realised, bro, if you pull it back, your forehead is wham out. You know what I'm saying? And I mean that with respect. No, you said it in a critical manner that I didn't appreciate. Oh, but when I look at it, I came the realisation. If I get braids, I'm going to look cramped twins. So I was just like, I can't do it. I just left it alone. That's all I said, bro. I still think you should experiment. You know what I mean? You got you got one knife, man. Just try it. If you don't like it, you can take it out. I will with the high top. Ram, <laughs> all I'm gonna say is the old mo won't let no one persuade him otherwise, isn't it? Peter, don't do that. Said you changed, Mohammed, bro. Mo, don't let him do that, bro. But anyway, whatever your journey is for your hair, you know, all the best, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna cut my lob all, all off soon, but I'm getting my hairline's a bit mad right now. But yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you without a cap, to be fair. Yeah, you're never gonna. You know when you know in yourself, like, nah, I can't yeah. do this. But it's one of them. You man don't know that pain when you know you've got a few years yeah. left. These are not the Trust me. Trust me. Bro, I know that pain, man. Go. I, like, I, shaved, I shaved my hair bald. Because I know what's over. Yeah. Then I, you know, then I, then I grew my hair back. And it, it just looks healthy. Okay, okay, okay. So, I'm, trust me, I know the pain, man. You might have to restart it. The pain. Yeah, has always been crisp. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've always been blessed, but obviously, while we're wearing a cap today, it's not so blessed today, but, you know, I'll be the first one in the queue for the barbers, to be fair. So, lads, what have we been listening to this week? Mohammed? Um, as you know, obviously, this is so close to our last recorded episode, so not a lot since, naturally. Um, don't think I've ever listened to anything different to what I said. I mean... The last two nights was two back-to-back battle rap nights. So I was just watching the events uh, back-to-back. Saw Averb get killed last night. Other than that, nothing really, man. Just been watching them two events. So with me, when I know a battle rap event's going to come, I start to listen to battle rap a lot more. So I'm watching battles more than anything else. Just because I know there's a big event coming up. Mm. That's what I've been doing the last few days, man. Yeah. Averb got killed, yeah? Averb got killed. Uh, who else got killed? Uh... Tayrock didn't get killed, but he lost. And it was just what it was, it was men against women. The, the top. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. The first three times the men won, the second two, the women won. Who's the women? Who's the uh, women battlers? Um, so it was Vixen the Assassin, there was Lady Flames, Official, uh, Miss Hustle. Miss Hustle. Oh, yeah, Miss Hustle's hard. 
Yeah, and Tussle is yeah. the one that washed Ava. Like, she washed him. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When I told you, I think she got like 6,000 to like 1,000 votes or some stupid shit. Yeah. She got him out of here. Um, so, yeah, that's why I was being in Yemi, man. It was a great event, back to back events. It was meant to happen previously, but COVID fucked it up, which is yeah. why they kicked it to Sunday. So, yeah, man, Miss Hustle fucked up Ava and official beat up T Rock. So, <laughs> love to see it, man. Hey. Um, what have I been listening to? Um, I checked out Drake's EP, which I really liked. Um, what else? Benji Flow. We're listening to um the Benergy EP, okay. which which is dope. A bit of Erica Badu as well. Mm-hmm. Particularly like just after the um the Soulquarians phase, I was quite interested in like the her stylistically after that point. So been checking out like you know Worldwide Underground and New America Part One and Two, um, and that's that's been it, man. Yeah, the woman who doesn't float, or the woman who does float. Yeah, yeah, but no one believes me. Just a bit of context, JP. Um, we seen her in Sweden, and we were in an okay. airport. Okay. And I, I told these men that yo, this she wasn't walking on legs. There was a moment where she looked like she was levitating. <laughs> I believe it still. Finally, he has a believer. JP, we were listening to. Me, I've been in the UK thing. I've been listening to Getz's new project, Chips' new project. I've been listening to Chips more than Getz this week. Just back to back, just, yeah. And I've also been listening to uh, Drake. I like Drake's little free, pe- free track EP. It's all right. It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, who else? Cleo Soul's album, Rose in the Dark, still spinning that. I think that's a good, solid R&B UK, R&B soul project as well. So, yeah, man. Nice little mix there. But I've listened, there's not really been any new music that's really in, interested me. Obviously, Central C's new project is coming out. But that's for the youngers, man. I'll leave it for the for the youth, man. You get me? But it's good. There's some good music coming out. I'm just, yeah. yeah. You, you, you really like Central C, though, right? It's good. No, it's good. But it's just like, a certain artists, I feel like I'm a bit too old for it now. Like, do you know what I mean? I'll still promote them and, you know, that's what I do. But it's just, I don't know. Can't relate. I can relate, but it's just like I've been done that sort of yeah, keep it moving. Fully done ones. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, as for me, I've I haven't really listened to much anything new. I've just more so been sitting with projects. I've been sitting with Slow Tires Project, um, Getz's project. Um, I listened to Drake's EP. Yeah, it was good. Um, I've always said I need just a 12 track rap album from Drake. Um, yeah. And I'm never going to change my mind on that until he does it. No singing, no singing. No No singing, bro. Just straight rap. Just straight raps. I just need 12 Lemon Pepper freestyles in one collection. That's all I need. And then I'll never never insult him again. I'll 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 never do anything. I'll respect him. I'll call him the boy. You know what I mean? I'll call him Aubrey. I'll do all this. I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, until that point, he's going to always catch corn. So, what do you think of the Slow Tie and Drake project? Not project, but like a tune. Do you think that'll work, Drake and Slow Tie? I think Slow Tie is a bit too out there for Drake, a little bit. But I think it could I be. I can't hear it. Yeah. Like, yeah. No? That's One it. of them's going to have to go in each other's world. I think Drake could go into Slow Tie's world, but I don't yeah. think Slow Tie could go into Drake's world. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, 
be interesting, yeah, but we'll be interested for real. Yeah, for sure. But um, yes, um, Drake's EP, Digga D's our uh, project as well, which was cool. Um, I kind of feel the same way about how you feel for Central C. Like Digga D is very like for the youth. Um, and even though I enjoy bits mm-hmm. of it, right, I'm not really ever going to commit to like really being too much of a fan. But I do like him. I, do, I think he can really rap. He can really rap. Um, yeah. Shout out to him on that one as well. But yeah, man, that's pretty much it, to be honest. I recently finished the, um, I was basically doing that music writer exercise while we were listening to an album every day throughout the month of February. So I finished that and I think now I'm a bit music out in a sense, because I've just listened to like 28 different albums over the course of a month, which is a lot yeah. So now it's more so just crazy. Sitting, with, crazy. sitting with certain projects. I'm glad I did it though. I'm glad I did it though. I got through some albums that I really wanted to get through and for some reason or another, I didn't, wasn't able to. So, um, yeah. Yeah, do you feel one looking enough to make a judgment? Yeah, 100%. 100%. You can make it, it can be an, it can it can be a snap judgment, it can be an immediate judgment. Um, and it depends on how you listen as well. If you're really, really taking it in, then you can make a, you can make a comparison and you can make a review on that as well. And as far as albums, I just I really, really wanted to. Well, what's the most surprising that you didn't think you'd like, but you liked Harry Styles's album, um, Fine Line. Yeah, man. From um, Are we, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 from One Direction. So I think I listened to that on the like the fourth or the fifth day, and yeah, man, that was really good. It was like folky vampire weekend vibes, which I've always liked. So you know, more often than not, I'm listening to like street shit. So sometimes you need that balance. You do, you do, you do, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you're a better man than me. <laughs> yeah, I fool you, bro. I'm listening to Yemi talk. I think God bless you, because <laughs> there's no way I'm listening to an album a day. <laughs> And it's, you've got to be dedicated to do that for an album, especially when it's people that you don't really listen to. Mm. Well, the good thing about me was I ended up picking albums that, for the most part, weren't that long. So I think the longest one was Blue and Exiles, and that was like three hours long. But other than that, it was like maximum like 50 minutes for the most part. So it was actually all right. How long do you think an album should be? How long do you think they should be? Like, I think they've gone shorter. I'm seeing albums like 30 minutes long. I'm like, bro, like at least make an hour. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I'm kind of like... Give me about 12 tracks. What, 3, 30? Mm. 50 minutes, 50 minutes max. Yeah. 50 minutes max. About 40 minutes? Yeah, that's what, three years. Yeah. Hours. You happy with 40 minutes album? Yeah, about 48 minutes. Album. I could okay. take an hour. I could take an hour easy. Okay. I mean, I'll take what you give me, but to be honest, the thing with those kind of albums is there's always filler. Like, there's never anything packed into it, like, properly, properly. And that's why I love Getz's so much as well. The fact that he, like, all of those tunes needed to be on the album, and it's worthy of the length. So... Yeah. I feel like his last one had a couple tracks that were probably filler. Whereas mm. this one, it was way more concise. So with, um, with, like, the duration of however albums are, I think it depends on who it is as well, which mm. will dictate whether I can take it in for longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if it's, like, someone that I really like, then... I'm more likely to be tuned in regardless of how long the album is. But if it's someone I'm not that interested in, then I'm like, that's the point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. There's definitely limits. Like, even though I love Kendrick, I'm not going to listen to a two hour Kendrick album. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Would you not? Nah, man. <laughs> I was laughing. You would, you would slightly, like, come on. Like. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't listen to it front to back. I take an hour break. I take a break. 100%. Yeah, of course. I wouldn't listen to it. I wouldn't listen to it from front to back. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But eventually I'll get through it. Or, you know, something stupid, like a 45-track Chris Brown album. <laughs> Hasn't it gone back to Drake's double album? 
I can't go through the whole thing. That just wasn't very good. I mean, he don't know how to make great albums, but I still ain't like gone. Still ain't like gone back to it. And do you get what I mean? Listen to every single track. You know, you're not a great fan, no? no? I'm a great fan. I just think his hits are bigger than his albums. I don't think he knows how to make a. I don't think he's made a great body of work. Like I can't go back to one album and go, "That's an outstanding piece of body of work." Yeah. Do you get what I mean? What you don't think? Take care was a good album. It was good. It was okay. But I'm just saying, once you get to a Drake's level of the amount of hits he gives us, Drake could do a concert on just 30 second hits. Mm-hmm. Like he could do a concert on that. So when you give us an unbelievable catalogue of songs, the least you could do is give us one album that we could say is, yo, this is above. So what? Yeah, he got a classic, huh? I don't think he's got a classic. I think Take Care is the closest. That's disrespectful, nah. <laughs> you, bro, I've got, I've got, I've got even worse take. I think Take Care oh, is Oh no! I guess what? Mohammed, we've literally, oh, talk, we've literally <laughs> talked about this. We've literally talked about this. You cannot have that reaction. We've already talked about this. Yeah, but Lord knows. Give me that, and give me a couple others. Bin the rest. <laughs> bin it. This is bin it, you know. No. Bin it. Recycle. Bin it. Do all that stuff. You know what though? Yeah, I feel like that's probably because of the style of music that it is, rather than the quality. Because I don't know if you're into that. That moody, that moody type of style. I feel like on that album, particularly as far as Drake goes, he probably had perfected that style of music. So I, I, mean, don't, I don't know if you're not into that, then it's easy for you to call it trash. But if we're if we're just judging it based on quality of music, that album is not trash, man. That album is not trash. It is in my view, for the reasons you've just expressed, but also I didn't like it. Just didn't like it. Whether that's my bias of not liking that style. Overly influencing, even if it does, I don't care, I don't like it. Here's what it is, bro. Here's what it is, man. Listen, he's still got so far gone, so I'll give that to him. Um, and he's not an album artist, like I don't don't understand how everyone parsed more life. I just had to look here, more life was a good album, or was it a mixtape? Because I don't know, I enjoyed it. I know it was hard, it was bringing a lot of like people to feature him, whatnot, whatnot, but I thought that was a good project, man. That's just me, anyway, but. No, yeah, I enjoyed I it with you. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. people don't talk about it enough. I don't think mm. that was like the last Drake project, full project that I I enjoyed. Um, right, right. Yeah, there's just loads. There's loads of good stuff on there. But um, mm. listen, man, shout out to Aubrey, man. Yeah, just give, just give me just give me the wrap up, man. But we move. But yeah, JP, thank you once again for coming down to the show. I suppose now. I kind of want you to paint a picture of um, your life with like rap music and how you got into it and basically your journey as a writer as well and an editor and how you got to where you are today. All right. How I got into rap music. Uh, I'm sorry, right. JB, oh. before you start, yeah. yeah. first things first, mm-hmm. we need your top five UK and US. Okay. <laughs> I was going to do that after, but cool. Straight to uh, the punch. Top five UK. I'll just do it for... Uh, um, top five UK. All right, gets obviously. Kano, DWE. There's just three top three, just there, solidified there. Um, but more on a Dale Grime, obviously, but then on the lyrical miracle rap thing, I think. Um, Nines. I think Nines is a dope rapper. Like, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, but I think he he's, uh, yeah, Nines. Um. 
Lions. Oh, help me out here, man. Who else is talking? <laughs> uh, who do I listen to? Lions. Obviously, I rate Skepta, but not like... Nah, not, not top five. Not top, top ten, obviously, but not top five. Not top five. Not right now. Um, let me carry on to the US and then I'll come back to that. All right, US. Nas, Biggie, Tupac. Well, that's three, yeah. Um... Buster Rhymes, Lil' Kim. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I knew you was going to do it. I knew it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I think Lil' Kim, yeah, lyrically, uh, for on a woman MC, we've got to throw one in there. Isn't it? I think she's unbeatable, man. Like, Biggie's protege and all that. So she has to go in there. Buster Rhymes' last album, I think, was epic. People don't talk about that enough. Mm. And then all his old stuff, like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, that's my top five for US, but I'm going to come back to the fourth, the fifth UK one. I have to think about that one. <laughs> I have to think about that. Wait, qu- question on the little Kim point. Mm-hmm. Does the fact that she may not have written all her bars oh, mean anything? I was thinking this, I can't lie. Yeah, I, I thought about it, but even even with that, yeah, how she delivered the bars mm. worth is worthy of, 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 do you know what I mean? The placement. Yeah. Obviously, the like ghostwriting, we don't do that, and we're not we're not fans of ghostwriting. Are we? We're not fans of ghostwriting, no. Right. So, you know what I mean. But other than that, yeah, I think the way she delivered her bars as well, just yeah, lyrically, con- the lyrical content. But I'm, as a man, I'm not gonna be like, yo, she's talking <laughs> about it's the, what she talks about is for women. But I like her flow, the way she delivers execution. I just think it's for a female MC. Not even for a female MC, because that's rude, but like, yeah, you get what I mean. You get yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Love the Buster Rhymes inclusion as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, so what was the other question as well? Sorry, bro. No, yeah, yeah. How, how did you get into um, rap, generally? Oh, rap music, okay. Um, all right, so I grew up Christian household, um, gospel, couldn't listen to the radio, couldn't listen to secular music. But my sister would like listen to like R and B, like Jodeci and Aaliyah and all that. She'd take her little cassette player, we'd go listen to it secretly in the room and that. But then my brother, who's like the rebel of the family, he would listen to like the Biggies and the Nas and whatnot. But he was obviously in the UK thing. He was like look like a local jungle MC, so he would like he was into that kind of thing. So yeah, like how did I even fall into it? Yeah, that's kind of how just being around it secretly if that makes sense and then obviously growing up you just get you just get involved with the culture in it i suppose but obviously coming from a christian household it was it was it wasn't as blatant as everyone else basically if that makes sense <laughs> does that make sense yeah. yeah um yeah so grime was kind of the the gateway for me that's kind of how i got to where i am right now writing about grime putting on grime raves that was the first thing i ever did and then, yeah, just built a blog, started writing about Grime videos, interviewing Grime MCs, and like just building, building from there. And then, obviously, now I'm a bit more broader, interview rappers as well. It's a bit more, a bit more of a broader thing. But yeah, short and sweet. That's my story, bro. <laughs> I'm not really a good one at all when I'm talking about myself. But yeah, that's oh, that's cool, bro. So you weren't you weren't originally a writer. You were originally like through parties, through parties. Yeah, I used to hold um, a rave called Chocolate Block. It was a grime rave. The first one held was in Northampton, 2007. 
and Skepta there, Titchy Strider, uh, Logan Sama. Yeah, it was a it was a sold out event. It was a good event, and then uh, the the following year started holding holding them in um, Egg Nightclub in London for about th- for about three years every month, like just getting all the scene down. Everyone, I used to have the maddest crowd as well. I was saying this, I said in another interview the other day. I used to have like people wearing like bunnies and clocks skating around my rave and bare roadman in the corner doing gunshots. Like it was mad. Like, the crowd was mad. Like, but. That's kind of what made Chocoblock what it was, if that makes sense. But yeah, man, good old days, good old days. Sounds like a melting pot, bro. Yeah, no, it was. Nah, <laughs> it was mad. It was mad. Well, what made you want to do raves, particularly? I went to one rave in Northampton when I was like 16, yeah? And Skepta was there. D-Double, um, Cameo, Logan. And then from that from that day, cause before that, I didn't really like Graham. I was around my friends there with spit bars or whatnot. I was like an R&B hip-hop kid, if that makes sense, obviously from listening to what my brothers and sisters were listening to. I went to this rave, and the vibe in the rave kind of just caught on, and I was like, "Raw, this is mad. Like, I want to do, like, research what's going on, like, dig into culture a little bit more. And then, yeah, just the following, I feel like following year and a half, when I was like, not even 18, I had the rave, got skipped to done. Yeah, just, yeah. But, but between, between putting on the rave and and gear skeptic or whatever. I was like going into going to London a lot to like dirty canvas and urban nerds, like a lot of Shoreditch raves, kind of getting the feel of the scene in it. So yeah, meeting people and whatnot. So yeah, man. That's, that's you, you were able to like build with these people that you were then able to like book for your own raves as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. So when did writing come into the mix? Writing. So yeah, two thousand eight. Just put a blog together. I just wait even I didn't even take it seriously. It was more like, oh, any raves that are coming up, we put a poster up on my, my blog and write about everyone's new videos and new tunes or whatever. But like the way I used to write was very Wagwan fam and this, that, them, D yeah, you yeah. But people liked it. People people <laughs> people liked it. Yeah. I mean, they probably thought it was like a style or whatever, but that was just cause I couldn't write in it. That was just <laughs> I couldn't write. But um yeah, so 2008, launched a blog. Once you start doing something for so long, you kind of get a love for it, innit? So I was like seeing, reading the Chantel Philly blogs and the Hyper Frank Prancehall style slut. Like these were the grime bloggers. Like it was a whole scene. Like the grime blog crew was very like, you go to raise everyone famous. Like it's like, yo, you just one of them ones. But yeah, I'm going to write about that as well, actually, soon. Um, but yeah, nah. So yeah, I just came up through the blogging thing. Eventually started getting commissioned by like Enemy and Mixmag early on from like 08, 09. But, yeah, just hone my skills, bro. Just, yeah. I couldn't write, didn't go uni, didn't go to college. Just read a lot of articles, how they constructed sentences, because I couldn't do it. <laughs> so yeah, like a lot of uh, taking time out and honing my skills, man. So amongst like the blogging community, did you find that there was like a togetherness or was there a bit of resistance because of like your style of blogging? Do you know what? Everyone showed me love, you know. It was only, it's mad. I was thinking about it the other day, yeah. People showed me love they used to be, because I was like the only black boy. So I was mad. I was the only black boy in this whole little blogging scene, promoting thing, like in that kind of scene. Was, everyone else was like, I'm a white woman or white man. Like, so they kind of should so, showed me support. But when I started getting my commissions, I just kind of see the distance a little bit. Mm. 
Well, it is what it is, but like, yeah, I don't really watch all that. I don't really watch all that. But West, well, I'm love. It's love with everyone now, isn't it? But yeah, when you started out, you kind of feel the resistance a little bit. Like, all right, he's kind of coming up. Like, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, no, it's like a territory thing. Like, yeah, yeah. kind of, kind of. Because back then it was like, this is even me and Hyper Frank, who I work with a lot. We butt heads. We used to butt heads quite a bit back in the day because it was like. No, I'm the Don, in it. Like I'm the Don Grand Blogger. Like <laughs> it was like that a lot, but it was funny when we look back at it. But you kind of need that as well. You need that if you want to try and you know move forward. And I think we did do that quite quite a lot early on. So yeah, still sharp and still in it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. I hear that. And on the writing front, obviously you were talking about honing your skills. Was it a case of like just writing a lot and then seeing? and reading different articles and kind of just getting a feel of other people's styles that kind of helps you? Um, it's not, not so much the style, because I, I, I still think I've got my own style now. Like, it's still kind of... I streamlined the Wagwan and this and them and that to what it is now. It's, like, very much JP's style, if that kind of makes sense. But, um, yeah, just kind of seeing where what they were doing and just how they did it, how they went about getting commissioned. Just, yeah, kind of learning on that kind of level. Didn't try and end up wanting to be a writer like someone else, if that makes sense. You can only be yourself, in it. <laughs> right. 100%. It's definitely like very conversationalist, I call your style. Um, I'll take it, I'll take direct, it. Direct in, 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 yeah. in a great way as well. Thank you. When, when did uh, Complex come into the equation? Okay, oh, I missed out the super, super thing. All right, so when I was starting doing the blogging thing, um, sent a pitch, because I, I was living in Northampton at the time, up north, sent a pitch to a magazine called Super Super Magazine, yeah? Pitched a three-page story on the baseline scene because I was, like, heavy in the baseline scene as well. Like, it's, if you don't know what it is, check it out. Um, <laughs> you know about it, you mean it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Big up Sheffield. I pitched a story to them. They said yes. Um, I'm trying to think, you know. Um, let me take it back a bit. Because me and Tim and Barry, I knew... To, uh, I met up with Tim and Barry early on as well through like the London grime scene and whatnot. And obviously trying to do this blogging thing. We went on a tour with, it was me, Tim and Barry and the whole of Pete um, Palace. But it was called PWBC back then. Mm. So Lucian and all, all of us, we just went around England. We went bare, bare uni tours, bare uni tours, like taking pictures and of like certain scenes and whatnot. Um, and then we went to a baseline Raven Coventry took some pictures of that and then we kind of pitched, I pitched a story to Super Super saying that we did like a baseline tour that can we, can I cover it? So they gave me three pages and then from there they made me like contribute music at all. And I just built it from there. Once I got that kind of imprint, that was like my first print, just kind of built it from there, used it and just try to elevate myself, man. So, um, yeah, so, okay, complex now. So um, what year was Super Super? That was... That was 08. Oh, yeah. That was like 08, 09. 08, 09. 08, 09, I think. Yeah. So, um, and then I got a job at MTV at 2010. I'm missing bare things. 2010, I got offered a role at um, MTV UK to cover their black music uh, department or black music news write ups and stuff like that. Um, how did I get that now? So, some lady That's called fast Arthur. Huh? That's fast progression. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, it was. Um, yeah, so how did it happen again? Yeah, Arthur, some lady called Arthur Butt, she'd been following my stuff on Facebook. And like, she just said, oh, I love your work. What, what are you working on now? So I'm just freelancing. Do you want to come in? We've got an open vacancy. 
come meet a guy called Akil, who was like the head of digital or whatever. It was just a way really interview. It was just like, yeah, what are you doing now? Do you want to, this is what we need you to do. Do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, of course. MTV, come back to the ends of it. was like, MTV, JP. <laughs> but, like, it was a thing, it was a thing, it was a thing. So yeah, uh, so I was at MTV for two years. And then from 2012 to 2014, I was at MTV Iggy, which is like a, it's based in New York. So it's like, they cover all kind of genres around the world. I was there for then. And then 2014, I got a random message on LinkedIn saying, oh, JP, what's going on? It's been a minute. What are you working on? And it was the editor of Super Super, which had closed down in, when did they close down? A couple of years before then, anyway. Um, just uh, said, oh, we're launching Complex in the UK. Like, do you want to head up the music department? Just randomly, because obviously he knew the word I would put in with the magazine before then, didn't it? I was like, yeah, of course. Rang my dad, like, dad, I've got a job. Try and find me a house, please. Somewhere so I can stay. <laughs> I've got to start next week. And it was from there, I've been at Complex since, still, 2014, since till now. Yeah, seven years, man. It's, yeah, that's kind of the journey to short, but... Yeah, man. And you made the journey from front end music to senior editor, and now you're editor-in-chief as well. So the progression's been real. It's been real. It's been a long up and down, up and down, but yeah, finally here, man. What were some of the downs? Uh, some of the downs, let me think. What, a complex? Just generally along the journey. Uh, downs, downs, down. Pay. Yeah, yeah, you could, yeah, you could say, but I mean, unless you're in like a editorish kind of role, you're not really gonna make a lot, a load of money in journalism, in it. Like you could say you're a freelancer to you blue in the face, but you're not gonna. Unless you, it depends. It depends if you can get a retainer somewhere. If you get a retainer here for five bills, one over there for five bills, four retainers a month, you'll be all right. But to get, you know, what, £50 a piece, you're going to be doing, what, 20 pieces to try and pay your rent. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like, unless you kind of got to edit a role, it's a bit techie, but um, I've been blessed enough. Just, yeah, it's been a blessing, man. That's all I can really say. What are some of the things you kind of, like, learned about yourself over this whole journey, just from, like, blogging and from parties to now? Mm. I don't know, man. That's a tough question, man. Um... Just, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Well, you're good at what you do, that's what, that's one. Appreciate it, I appreciate it. I will, what I will say is like, and I tell, I try and think about the, the youngers coming up as well. A lot of them trying to, they're trying to be the face and like the, that girl or guy about town, but they're not putting the energy on the actual work in it. They're producing bad writing, but you want to be, be the face of a scene that don't work in my life, in my, do you get me? You got to put the work in. I put the work in, I have a friend put the work in. Like certain people put the work in, I can't let people come in and get, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll, I'll try and work with as many as I can. Some people don't listen, I can't, but said in another interview, like, you could want to be that guy, that's, that's a good thing. Like, you want to do that, and I want to see journalism excel or whatever, but you got to make sure you do the work though. <laughs> you got to make sure the work's on point because some work's getting put out there, it's being celebrated and it's not on point. It's just not on point. Like, we could, we could write about grime and rap all day, but there's levels to it. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. You know, I mean, you're a bad boy writer. They'll, someone can read your piece and read a piece from, I'm not going to mention no names, you know, I'm not even going to mention them. <laughs> but like, you can see the levels, bro. And I'm like, that's kind of like, we need to put respect on it, man. Because it's like, 
we put a lot of work in, a lot of effort in to get it to a certain point. We just need need the, the ones coming up to do that as well, man. I want everyone to succeed, but yeah. Do you feel like journalists generally are kind of like, especially in like our scene, do you feel like they're kind of underappreciated for what they do? Well, not really, you know. Well, I don't know. You told me. You told me. Like, I feel that people like you, Jesse, Hyper Frank, obviously, um, Neef, I think you look, I think people rate you like highly. Like, I don't, maybe it's the like the younger bloggers, maybe that are might not feel appreciated, but they need to put a bit more work in, like I said. You don't put your work in, you study the craft of journalism to a scholar level. Do you get what I'm saying? Anyone in The Guardian can read your work and be like, rah, he's a bad boy writer, like I said before as well. So, yeah, it's just putting the work in, man. I think I'm very strong on that, like, you put the work in. You see the benefits in it, so. Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen anyway, like, people who do write, um, they're probably expecting kind of what we get now immediately. That's you know what I'm saying? And that it might be because like there's just more of us now, there's more opportunities and stuff, but that then fuels that doesn't really fuel the desire to like try to be your best because you see people just doing it. So and therefore you think that it's just achievable. But it goes back to what you're saying about putting the work in. And I feel like maybe a lot of people don't and a lot of people do want to be like more than just their words. They kind of want to yeah. be like out there, like media personalities. Everyone wants everything so quick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You think you get instant success with the first thing you do, whether yeah. it be writing, whether it be rapping. Yeah. No one really, rem- no one really does the grind anymore because social media is so big. You can write whatever you want, you trend, and then, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the, the quickest route ever now that people try to take. Yeah, people want viral success. People want yeah. viral success and they want to build on that and they don't want to have to put in the work. And, you know, mm-hmm. for some people that works. And I hope it don't come across that way being old haters because men are old now, isn't it? But <laughs> it's, just, it's just like... We 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 put build it to a level. You lot gotta keep it to that level. Do you get what I'm saying? Obviously, we're here to help them come up, but some people don't listen. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and obviously, there are a lot that do. Yeah. Yeah, you, you could you could yeah, you could probably answer this as well. How do you man feel about um, black writers as opposed to white writers talking about our scene particularly? Yeah, for me, um, just have the knowledge, bro. I don't care who you are, just just be knowledgeable. Don't call a reload or restart. Like, just know, innit? Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just know yeah, what yeah. you're talking about. Know what you're talking about and be about it. Like, there are loads of, like, black and white writers that are knowledgeable about this thing. And you wouldn't even be able to tell whether they're black or white unless you see them post it on Twitter, you know what I mean? So it really doesn't matter to me. Um, just be knowledgeable. Mm. Um, I can word this now. Um, oh boy. <laughs> you want to offend them political connects? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you know what? It's not. Yeah, it's not a race thing. But I'd rather read a piece by a black writer on black music or black culture than someone who's white from the outside looking in. Been that way for a little little while. I'll be honest, it's about 2016 when I'm seeing enemy mistake raped for rape. Like, are well, you dumb? Like, are you alright? <laughs> are you okay bro so yeah like I'm, from then I'm just like you don't, don't put enough care to even go on Genius and find out what the lyric says I'd rather listen to or read a piece from a black writer who knows the scene knows the culture and won't make these mistakes like there's good white writers but I'll, that's just how I but for like white writers that come through is that like a vetting process with regards to I guess getting a feel for 
how much knowledge they have for the culture. Because because what you've just stated, that mistake should not happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and it might sound very elitist, but maybe there needs to be a bit of that. Maybe there needs to be like a, some sort of, I don't know, man, like a, a filtering system where you know you can kind of gauge mm-hmm. where someone's knowledge is at. You yeah. know, what I mean? to understand whether they can write about something or not. Mm. I but, feel like with that though, you might not be able to actually know until you see what they've written, because. Um, Unless you ask for like, I don't know, give me 50 words on this or whatever, and then you can kind of gauge from there. Um, That's when I kind of gauge it, because they'll pitch me, and I'll kind of like, hmm. Is she writing about drill because he actually loves it or she loves it? Or are they doing it just to jump on the wave and be that face? Like, I could see through it, and I've been through it for 10 years. I could see when people are actually for the scene. Do you get what I mean? So it's a bit techie, man. You must get loads, you, you must get loads of those kind of pitches as well. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. Boy, I don't envy you, fam. <laughs> nah, it's cool, but I like it's good to see people are still interested in the scene. I get like a lot of young black boys are like, "Yeah, oh, I love you. I've been reading your stuff for years." That kind of thing is like, right, I'm not even a rapper or nothing, but people are inspired by what I did or what I do or whatever. So it's a good, it's a good feeling. Do you know what I mean? But I just want everyone to put the work in. Like it's, yeah, <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. So if you had any advice to give to anybody, it would be that. Yeah, just yeah. Know your subjects inside out, whatever you want to write about, know what you're on about and put the work in. That's it. That's it. In that case, then, we will move on now to the main topic of the day. So I'm going to keep it UK and we're going to basically take you to a time, I think it's about like 2008, 2009, 2010, and a song drops that pretty much changes everything for a lot of people. And that's um, Pass Out by Tiny Temper. Now, obviously this song does bits for, you know, for Tiny obviously, and for the scene in general, especially amidst the context of, you know, a lot of our heroes and a lot of our rappers trying to do what Tiny is doing um, to varying levels of success. So I guess what we want to talk about today is what happens if we don't have that moment with Pass Out? What happens if Tiny doesn't drop it? What does the scene look like? Um, how different is it? Is it different at all? What happens to Tiny? Sort of thing. So we're basically putting on our theoretical hats right now and hypothesizing what the scene would look like if Tiny Temper hadn't dropped Pass Out in 2010. I think he dropped it. So uh, yeah, fantasy booking, guys. Um, do you know what? That track was very important for a lot with regards to artists creatively stepping outside their usual comfort zone and their box to try other things. But I feel like that may not have been the first in which would allow an artist to branch out. Because I think if we go back a bit, I think Skepta, Rolex Sweep, that might have been, I think that came at a point where for some reason or another, Brian had gotten a bit stale and our eyes, I guess, started looking elsewhere. And then he dropped that tune. And then it seems then after that, artists started trying to branch out a lot more. Because I think then Wiley came up with a Rolex song as well. What's up with all these men in Rolexes? But, um, you know, Wiley came up with a Rolex tune after that as well. Um, and then I think it was after that that then Tiny dropped Pass Out. 
So I think if we go back a bit, it might have been those songs that allowed the atmosphere for Tiny to try that. But you know what I'll add to that, yeah? Um, with Rolex Sweep and um, Where My Rolex and that, there was a very specific sound that they were going with. They were on this electro, pop, grime, madness. It was there. They did well, but Tiny Tempest passed out. That was like him being himself. That was like, this is me. Like, I don't need to do the electro mad thing like you lot are doing. Let me just do my thing. And I think from pass out, it allowed everyone to be like, do you know what? We can forget all that other other sound, yeah. Let's try and do our own thing with our own sound, like this where this is what we do and see how it goes. And I think from there it kinda yeah, I think that tune opened doors. Hundred percent. Um I'd feel the same way. I feel like with Rolex Week wearing my Rolex. I think Dizzy Rascal did dance with me as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was kind of like electro-y, house Why are you laughing so hard, Pete? Um, like, I like that tune. No, I like that tune as well. It's calm, no, isn't it? I think it was dead. It's not dead, but I mean, it's, it's not, not dead. It's not Dizzy in it, but... Yeah, it's not dead, but... Yeah, uh, you know what tune is dead that I listened to today in preparation for this? Strider Man. <laughs> Strider Man is horrible. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. Oh, man, it's aged badly. Shout out Tinky, but, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? But that was all of a certain style. It's kind of like electro-y, house-y type of thing that kind of, for me anyway, kind of meant that, okay, we're doing grime, um, but we're kind of trying to open it up a little bit. So we're going to try and find a lane that isn't kind of similar, but it kind of is because of like yeah. this electronic and stuff. Whereas with Tiny, it kind of blew everything out of the water. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely marked like a second stage of that because obviously the first stages was like where my Rolex dance with me and all that stuff. And this kind of marked like a new stage. And it kind of just, as JP said, it's opened a lot of doors for people to just kind of go that way, um, kind of be more bolder, bigger in their sound and stuff. Like Because obviously stuff like number one followed um, and all that as well. So yeah, pass out is definitely very, very important. And it kind of marks um, a stage where people are really like putting their all the eggs in the basket of this pop thing. Because mm. obviously, like even with Skepta, even though he did Rolex Sweep, he still had like, um, look out with gigs on the same album, you know what I'm saying? Whereas now he might be more, a little bit more inclined to do more of the pop stuff, you know, stuff like Rescue Me and that's tune with um, that girl from EastEnders as well. So there's more of a desire to just kind of like go full hung, go gung ho with that one as well. Um, could, you, could you say that them man didn't have a choice though? Because with the way, the scene was going. I mean, boy, it was. Everyone's well, got a choice. Everyone's got a choice. It's like they wanted to make that mainstream money, and I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not going to pardon for doing that. Get your money, mm. but yeah, it kind of went on a bit too long. Went a long, bit longer than I expected. <laughs> like, <bro>. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you, Pete. I hear you, Pete. I feel like again, it is a way for them to make serious money because with grind, especially during that time, you're not making any money. Like when it comes to like making tunes or even like going going on tour or whatever i mean were many people going on tour at that time um and stuff like that so it's kind of it's kind of very hard and obviously you know what temper t was on tour when did next time come out 2008 yeah nine so that was kind of roughly the same time so there were people on the underground still doing their thing these lot chose to go that way they could have still persevered like a d double and continue to be where they are today do you get what i'm saying they chose to jump on that wave. I don't blame them, but you, you know what I mean? Like people par chip 
for doing the pop thing. They've also got a part Skepta and Wiley for doing the same thing because he did the same thing. Like, do you get what I'm saying? So, with, with Chip though, I feel like he went to America to do it. He didn't. He didn't do it in a UK way. Mm-hmm. Which is why he may get a bit more slack for doing that. Yeah, trying to go pop. Yeah. Now like he done in the UK. What, what both, was, both, um, both, yeah, did he chip yeah, and um, Daisy and all of them thing there? Chip fully <laughs> tried to. But you know what though, it still <laughs> sounded into <laughs> pop. You know what? I still feel like it still sounded authentic to Chip though. The America yeah. shit didn't. I hate you. Do you know what I mean? Whether we liked it or not is a whole other conversation. But Chip could always spit even the Oopsie Daisy. He's barring. He's not a dead like he's not on that tune, but the content and the way the music and the background sounded, it was a bit like, all right. And that's literally all it is. Like, yeah. people aren't listening to the bars because he's still spitting. Yeah, that's More often than not, a lot of these men are still spitting despite going pop, you know what I'm saying? Um, but again, people are so put off by the sound and everything. Do you feel like those MCs that did go pop, do you feel like they'd be as big still if they hadn't? I don't think the pop era did anything for them. Like, where are my Rolex to a big tune for Wiley? But anything Skepta did pre-Blacklist in 2012, it was washed. Like, in, I'm talking about the pop stuff. Like, I don't think anyone, you even know the name of the tune with Priyokalidis. Like, this is what I'm saying. We, we should know that, but we don't. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? I don't. You know her name is impressive enough, bro. <laughs> so I don't think the impact of what they did throughout the years were enough to say anything, like, do you know what I mean? Tinchi, Tinchi did his thing. He made his meals. That's different. But right, Skepta, who was like the lyrical grime don, was like it was pointless, bro. Well, could could you say that it made them look a bit more versatile to labels that may want to partner partner with them? Then? Because, and I feel like we do this a lot in our scene where when an artist branches out and probably goes towards more of a popular sound, mm. you don't look at it as um you know being you know. Bit, a bit more creative or experimenting. We look at it as, yo, you're selling your soul. Mm, yeah. Is it is fair. <laughs> <laughs> it is fair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it was beneficial. Like, because Skeptic's never really signed to a label anyway. <laughs> like, to say, like, I'm with this label. Yeah. So it was pointless. Like, what? It's not necessary. You should have kept on doing the underground thing until you got to the, a certain level. You get me? So, yeah. yeah, it's kind of fair and it's kind of not. What I think is kind of fair is that obviously they made their bones in the underground. So they're very much the antithesis of what the mainstream is and what record labels are. So in that respect, yeah. it's fair. It's not fair because obviously these men are trying to make a living. They're trying to make money. So they're going to try and do anything that they can to try and do that. And that's a time, especially during those times where, you know, black people are being made to do that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like even outside of grime, like people like Beverly Knight are being told that they're not they're too dark to be, you know what I'm saying? So this is the landscape that we're dealing with. So in that context, like it was either make this sort of pop stuff or not make any money. Go back to you know doing whatever you were doing and shelling down raves that aren't paying you. So yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So now I, I always used to ride on these guys hard for selling out, but now like as you get older, you you appreciate and you realize that. This was a time where they weren't really checking for anybody like that, really. Like who was doing pure grime? Yeah, the scene, the scene was very stale at the time, man. Yeah. I mean, but what's to say that like if the man would have like persevered, the scene wouldn't have eventually ended up getting the attention that they wanted. What's to say T- Tiny doesn't make pass out? 
the man keep making grime and eventually they pull in the crowd that they, they want to. How was how the scene then looking from an artistic point of view? It's a good question. Good question, bro. From an artistic point of view, I mean, I suppose they're going to be seen as like, you know, keeping the spirit of grime alive, being seen as purists and stuff like that. So maybe we look at the scene just a little bit. Well, I mean, we're definitely going to look at the scene a lot better um, in hindsight because they didn't have to sacrifice themselves to make money. But that road would have been a really long one, bro. It would have been a very long and arduous one because yeah. who is making money? Like, Temper T is obviously, he had next height. You're going to need something like that in any way to like make any kind of money. And I'm not sure if, as you say, like it was stale by that point. So how many are going to do that? We're looking, we're looking at it from a grime lens, but I think if we're going to do it from a grime lens, I think from German whip, because it got stale again, if we're going to be real on like the grime thing, it got stale again, then German whip happened 2013. And then that changed the trajectory again for everyone, mm. for the drill, crew for the Afrobeats crew I think the second grime wave changed the face of British music like I still say that to this day like 100% 100% in terms not sonically you know not like sonically but in terms of like positioning like Drake was on it Kanye was on it like a reset point and then everything happened right exactly from there yeah that's that's a good way to say it yeah yeah I mean and and we probably won't have that without Pass Out yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I can't can't negate that. True. Yeah. Maybe not to that degree anyway, but mm. maybe Grime without pass out kind of just, you know, goes along, goes along. But we don't have that maybe we don't have that Eureka moment. Or maybe some of these artists don't have that Eureka moment to where, okay, Skeptic's gonna make black blacklisted and that's not me. Really yeah. gonna make German whip. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just gonna be there probably would have been hundreds of German whips in that time, but no one's really gonna care because it's just grime. Mm. You know I mean? So maybe it was needed in a sense. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe even, yeah. I mean, and this might be a hot take, but maybe like without pass out, maybe Grand fades away. Same way UK Garage did. Maybe mm. it fades away. I don't think so. I'm, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying I believe this. <laughs> I'm, I just throwing, you, I'm you, throwing a spanner in the works. Maybe it does. Because <laughs> obviously, controversial spanner there, bro. Controversial. Hey, man, that's what I, I, mean. don't, I don't think so. Because even the year that um, Grime went stale, mm. Kano dropped 140 Grime Street. Which was a great album for me. Mm. I, thought a, I thought it was a really good album. So, as long as you've got artists like that that still care about the integrity of it, yeah. being consistent, even though he took some time off, I don't think that could have happened. I just can't. Yeah, I can't see like, it. Grime was already way at like part too of too far along. Yeah, too far. To, do you know what I mean? No disrespect yeah. to you know garage and that, but yeah. Just it was different, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. And yeah, I agree. And by that point, obviously, it's expanded outside of London as well. Yeah. Um, so you know, the tentacles are already there. Um, I just wanted to see your guys' views, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Pass pass out is definitely like very, very, very important. What do you think happens to Tiny if he doesn't drop it? Man, he keeps making um, hood hood economics and that bullshit. Wifey rhythm and that. <laughs> Wifey rhythm was hard though. That's yeah, it was a banger. He could have stayed in that bag. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think. For some reason, he wanted to deviate away from that. Maybe just to show a bit more range. It weren't, it weren't too far, though. It weren't, he deviated, but it was still mm. it, the bass and the, everything of the tune. It was, people could rate it. It wasn't like, oh, Tinchy and Strider, man. It was poppy. It was <laughs> a pop that we could actually rock with. Like, people would be proud to rock with. Do you know what I mean? 
RNG, right? What, what, um, what you yeah, that, yeah, RNG, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, and even that, like, maybe if he could have held in on that, it would have been, would have been something for him, but yeah, man, I mean, obviously, pass out number one, won a Brit Award, yeah, that was the fun fact of my research, actually won a Brit Award, which is mad. Um, and it just again, it opened doors. Yeah, man, it opened doors. I mean, even if it even if it did open doors to a lot of shit, which it did, you know, it changed a man's life and it changed like the trajectory of where we're at as well. Uh, and then obviously you're still gonna have that the JMEs, the P monies, the DWEs, still like holding down the fort, obviously temper as well. So Tiny, does Tiny get enough credit for helping put a huge chunk of that bridge to the mainstream? Maybe not as much, no. Nah, probably not. Because again, he's still he's still there. Like even though he's even though he's still trying to he's kind of he's trying to rap rap now. Like he's still in that world. Like you rarely see him with like anyone from this side. He's always on that side, especially as he's got the fashion stuff, the culture stuff as well. So he's never really here. They got lost in the sauce, isn't it? Yeah, got lost in the sauce, bro. That's, that's dangerous. Like enjoy your success, do all that, but like don't forget where you come from, innit? Yeah, like, sometimes you can stray so much to the side. Yeah. Like, you focus, like, forget where you are. Yeah. I think Sandy gets mentioned as much as he should, but mm-hmm. it's just, is it a fault because of us or is it a fault because of his because he completely changed his music? Do you know what I mean? Mm. When you fully stay on that pop side and you don't come back, where should you be mentioned? You say that, but I think he's being authentic to him though, man. Yeah. If that's what he wants to do, then whose fault is it that not, we don't mention him as much? Do you know what I mean? If that's a lady close. You know what? Really, he was never going to be in the best rapper category, like, ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's not a thing. Not even top 10. Like, let's be real, he's not top 10. I don't think he cares. I think he knows that. I'm going to make this cheesy pop music mm. and live my life. Like, I think he's all right with that, so. Yeah. Yeah, and also, I feel like respect is a two-way street. If you want me, if you want us to look at you a certain way, you need to do what you, what whatever we deem acceptable. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Chip just had to war millions of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the cost and, to pay, isn't it? That's it. Cost that's it. Pay. That's it. And you're, he paid it well. He paid it well. We still paying it. You get me, Stormzy. I don't know what you're on. You're, I love you, bro, and that. But we need to do something. Man. We need oh, to, bro. We need to, it's, it's been too long now. Come on, man. Bro, I'm not gonna let's go. I've passed the point now where it's just. Like, <laughs> Yeah, here's the thing though, is it too late? Bro, um, you know, well, nah, you know nah. this is the attention span of the 90s. The 90s, you could wait eight, nine months. Mm. Can't do that now. No, you can't, you definitely can't do that now. This ain't the era of the attention span where we can wait eight, nine months and you drop. Oh my days. But you know why Stormzy definitely can't? It's because he said to Wiley, 24 hours to reply. Yeah. He's not following his own rules. Ah, but. That, that was just in that case though. You can't use that same rule every time he's he wants to clash someone. I don't I don't think it works like that. I think we can when it's chip. Well, because of how um Wiley was at the time on Twitter, I think it made sense, but with chip is a bit different, I feel like. No, I think the timing don't help Stormzy. When you say less than a year before to another rapper, yo, you've got 24 hours. And so because you are less than a year later. Mm. And you've taken your... T- if he ignored it forever, cool. You gave him a whole verse and I don't know. So it's now it's like... Mm, mm, you, you've given him a verse. You've acknowledged that this exists. But the joke is, yeah, this all started over Mez sending... What was it? Me- who did Mez send for? Was it a Mez... Mez and Chip thing? So Chip was talking about Mez on Waze. Yeah, yeah, Stormzy yeah. thought he was talking about him. 
that wasn't the case. Like, it's just a bit mad, man. It's just a bit mad, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's getting smoked for miscommunication. Yeah, there you go. And misunderstanding. You just passed the mark of, you've done enough damage. Don't now continue, to, and it makes you look like you're chasing someone. Do you know what I mean? I think he did have a few lines on that Sorry, um, Sorry remix, that um, African Drill. Oh, I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think I had a few lines for him on that one still. <laughs> yeah, a few lines every other month, like. That's what we can do in it right now, boy. I mean, you hope, you hope he's plotting. <laughs> you hope he's plotting. Do you think, do you think Stormzy can win this, JP? What, what, with him and Chip? Yeah. Um, uh, nah. Nah, I don't know. Um, it's going to be good, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of gone to, Chip's kind of claimed it already, isn't it? There's nothing else what you can say. Like, what can you do? What can you say now? At this point, yeah, it's, it's done. It's dead. Tottenham takes another W. Mm. We ain't doing that. So we do, Yemi. Nah, so we, we do. Nah. We ain't doing that. Was, uh, you know what? Because he wasn't doing that for Tottenham. He was doing that for himself. We don't lose over here. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, Stormzy, yeah, the, t- the time is gone. I don't think anyone cares anymore as well. So. Nah, no one cares. No one cares. Maybe that was part of his plan. Maybe just long it out until no one cared. Mm. Mm. Because he's a good MC, like he's a good MC. So I don't. I don't but like, if you're saying you're, good, you're a grime MC, which you said you are, you gotta be ready for the war. Like if man sends for you, you gotta send back. That's just part of the part of the scene, part of the culture. You just gotta do it, innit? Yeah, it's a respectable probably someone you should come out for. It's not like it's like anybody calling you outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now you look crazy for not stepping outside for this. He might come back, you know. And then I think. The next album he does anyway needs to be a bit more harder. We've had the gospel thing for two two albums. I'm a Christian. I love God. Yeah, gospel done no. But you're a grime MC. You need to give it a bit more, yeah. a bit more energy. We know you can sing to the Lord and all that. But the next album needs to be hard, bro. <laughs> like, do you get what I'm saying? You just do too softy, softy for like what you claim to be. So next album we'll see. But I think he yeah will come and deliver. Like Storms is a good dude. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So what will the next album define his legacy essentially? I think or how good. we see him as an artist. I think he's very important. Yeah, it's definitely the most vital. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. the most yeah. Yeah. the debut album is I'll say is like a classic for what he tried to do in it. Like it's Gang Signs and Prayer will be talked about in years to come. You reckon? Every years ahead, not really so much. The third album will be important. As yeah, it'll be important. Go on, Pete. Gang, you reckon Gang Signs will be talked about for years to come? Yeah. I thought that was a good album. Dope album, actually. In terms of like the gospel and the grime thing, in, di- in different spaces, people will speak about that. I'm not going to say across the world or broadly, but like in certain sections of society, people will still talk about the album. Like. Does that depend on who you grew up on and like your age? Yeah. 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 You don't rate that album, clearly. I think yeah, I think he's the master of just making really average albums, man. Um I think Dude, Yeah, man. I think gangs I think gang both albums bang average, man. Yeah. I fucked with G I like I I like the Gang Santa Prayed album, I can't lie. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I didn't mind that as much as you two. How I feel about like Drake needs to only make a <laughs> album, I feel the same about Stormzy. I think Stormzy should just make like Maybe not necessarily a grime album, but just an album where he's just rapping. Because he's dope at rapping. Rapping, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Just 12 tracks? Like what he did on the Gets tune, <clears throat> um, Skengman, Skeng Mode or whatever, yeah? yeah? That kind of that kind of vibe, it's still grime. So that tune was, to me, it's still grime, but it was rap. It's like a fusion, in it? That, mm. I couldn't listen to a whole album like that. Real talk. So, and that was even a great fusion of like the kind of stuff he does anyway. Like the musicality, the violins and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So he should do that. And, you know, he was subbing Chip again yeah. on that tune. Um, so yeah, man, it's mad. I think this album is going to be very, very important for him. I feel like he'll either gain or lose yeah. a few fans just based on this album. Was all them little young fans that growing up? Yeah. Them little, yeah. Ah, it's they're growing up now. They're, big, they're getting big now. They're going to hear some, some trill shit, right? That's so, it, man. And I don't know many people our age that really bang him like that. Personally. Yeah. No. Nah. I stopped checking after that last album. I didn't like it at all. Mm. Well, the last album was weak. Yeah, but Gangs Had a Prey for me, he hit with. Like, he, it was a decent mix. It was just on Heavy's Head, he looked, he streamed too far. I was like, I don't, I'm not getting enough rapping at all on this one. What do, you, what do you lot think about, like, certain artists taking gaps for too long? Like, Skepta hasn't released nothing for so long. Storm didn't really start for so long. I don't think long gaps are healthy. Like for any artist, not for like three years. Like we're in the UK, we're not in America. Like you're not Nas, you're not fucking. You get what I'm saying? You ain't got that. You ain't got that freedom to be doing that. I think, like, I think Skepta can do that. I think he's at a point now where he can take his time. There's no rush. I feel like his legacy is solid. Mm. You know what I mean, I don't feel like it will take anything away from what he's done. It'll just add on. Even if the next one's whack. I don't think it will take anything away from how we rate him. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the few that he's, his position is solid now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, are, there are a few others that can't really afford to wait that long. Yeah. I, think the, I think the older generation can wait long because um, Kano's like, last album was three years after his last, the one before that. Um, I feel like if Getz mm-hmm. did, I feel, like, I feel like if Getz wanted to wait a little bit longer, like that'd be cool. I think with the newer generation, Especially as things just like run a revolving door of releases and stuff like that, and you always want to be in someone's memory, so they can't afford to as much as the OGs generally. I think some artists get away with it, some don't. It's like you guys said, like a D block need to produce a song every other week because that's their formula. Whereas with Stormzy, we're good with not hearing music for a couple of years. Like, I don't mind it when I don't hear it, but it might be a generation thing. Youngers might appreciate music at a lot faster rate. D-Block, they need to just drop an album without the auto-tune. I'm just waiting for that day that they're just spitting without the auto-tune. It does my head in. It does my head in. I know. It's not for me, innit? <laughs> maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm old. But a couple of tunes, like, you get me? Home, like, a couple of tunes. But I just think if you have to rely on auto-tune to get the buzz or get that kind of fanfare, it's a bit dead to me. I can't look at you as a rapper, rapper. Well, I, I think they're too far it. along in that style of music to do it. Yeah, you're right. I think you're they're right. catering to, you know, a certain demographic in it, and I don't think they can deviate. Mm. They can't. That, that, that group of people, they're not going to fuck with just the spitting, spitting type of music. Yeah, yeah. They think they're laying fully gone into it. Yeah, not, it's it's a bit, yeah. A couple of I'm not going to just, like, pardon, but, like, to listen to a whole... PTSD was a good project. That was a good project, yeah? But to listen to a whole 25 songs of auto-tune, I can't do it, man. I've tried my best, you know, I've tried. I've tried. Yeah, it's very long. It, it, it very much depends on the content as well when we're talking about, like, long gaps as well. So as I go back to, like, people like Getz and Kano, 
because of the content and what they're talking about, like you can you can afford to wait a little bit longer. Whereas D Block and all the the newer generation, they're kind of not rapping about anything. If H rapped about like even remotely something close to what Kano and them man rap about, then you know he'd be a lot more interesting. As with D Block and stuff as well. But because they're doing like very basic, like very vain things, they have to drop constantly and constantly so they don't get left behind by someone else doing it maybe better. I think just going back to what you were saying about D-Block Europe and, you know, their album, I don't think people really look to Tiny for albums. I think it's more so the singles. Did he introduce that to our scene on a mainstream level? Uh, probably, you know, probably. Even though his album Discovery, that did well. I feel like, like Platinum, innit? Did it do well because nah. it passed out? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah probably, probably, probably. Yeah, probably. definitely. But, I don't know. Yeah, Frisky, yeah, yeah, that's it. Frisky, Frisky, yeah, I forgot about that. He had a few pop songs on that album, Kano. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, it was a bunch of rubbish. Um, I don't know if I want to give Tiny that credit, man. That's a good question, Yeah, Pete. I want to know. Probably have. I think he may have helped usher in, I guess, a feeling where we don't focus on bodies of work. Yeah. Because in that moment, that song was just so big that it was about putting in ears and eyes as well. Do you know what I mean? And there's probably been a few attempts at doing that. No, you're right. You're right. It was executed poorly. I'm trying to think who else before him. Like, nah. Do you know what I mean? At that level, on that level anyway. Yeah. It was a, it, he was definitely the first of his kind in that respect. So yeah, maybe you could give it to him. And I'm trying to think of people who have kind of followed that, to be honest. Actually, no, we kind of live in a... Because I feel like even like 2015, 2016 times, there was a period where even people like Kojo and Young Bane and people like that were just dropping singles, singles, singles. So maybe Tiny's a part of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if streaming was much of a thing at Pass Out's time, but I know that the later generations obviously trying to get their streams up by dropping major singles and then putting singles in said projects as well. So there's that element as well. I'll find my other rapper, the um, top five UK. I will say, yeah, gigs, walking a park, and hard body error. Though that that era gigs was like the guy. Like since then, he's good. He's a good rapper, but he's not. He's, he's kind of like how can I cannot explain it now. Coasting. Yeah, man. I don't know. Oh, so like, you feel this he's a legend. He's a legend. But like, yeah, we literally had this conversation on the last episode. That was it. What, what, what do you not say? What do you not think? Mo feels like he's coached. Well, I mean, we Wolf kind of feel like he's in cruise control. Mm. Uh, that's you. Man, you man are being nice. I did not say that he's in cruise control. I said that. I said this time ago that I feel like he's been rapping at a very below par level for a minute now. But because he's a street man, a lot of people are scared to speak on him. Mm. And because he's got a lot of great relationships with a lot of big artists, no one's really going to come out and criticize him. But we've got to call a spade a spade. He's a legend for what he ushered into our scene. Well, like the last like four, maybe five years, he has not been rapping at a great level. I've tried to insert my opinion in like little bits, give my little hints every now and again, be like, oh, his flow from 06 is back. And but <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to try drop hints, but yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's the flow, like and the delivery. He does this like high pitch thing that he's been doing for the past how many years. I don't know if it's cutting it. Mm. He used to go back to the old, the 
monotone. The tune he did with George, Georgia Smith, mm. that tune was like perfect gigs. Like that was like that was a good song. I actually liked it. Absolutely, absolutely. That was the best song on the last album. Like the only one I can really remember, to be fair. But yeah, like, he does do it. He just he just does the same flow too often, and that's on like, rap songs, R and B songs. Like he was on a song with Ray Black recently, and he did that flow. I was like, this really doesn't fit. Right, 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 right. It's, it's this thing where, like, yeah, he, he kind of does need to like change that, up a little bit. That era, that era of gigs was my era. Like, yeah, yeah. You're quite big on the road rap as well, right? Yeah, okay, Coke, Blake Brown, Youngs, Tef. That whole era was a whole time, a period was, of time. Like, it was just yeah, mad. That was, was around. Oh, there was a few rappers back then. Yeah, Squeak. I remember all year. I remember that. Timber, like everyone. Yeah, man. I don't think we'll get. It. I don't think we'll get an era back again. But it was good for what it was. You don't think drills another version of that? Uh, no. No. It like, is obviously road rap birth drill in terms of the road thing or whatever. But lyrically, flow wise, beat. beat selection is nowhere near competitive. It's not. No. No. Because you can listen to a Joe Black Millionaire really 2011 mixtape. The beats he was spitting on. But like some MMG stuff, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You can't compare that to a what's happening now. Maybe to a heady one because heady one air is very top notch. But for the majority now, as for, for, for JP, for the new generation of like borrowers, who are the ones that you're really feeling, if, if any? Um, yeah, like obviously Digger Central. I rate them for what they're doing. I even like Ivor I think she's hard. I think she's good. Like. I heard it's not her pen. So yeah, it's another one. Like, <laughs> what do we do? It could be someone else's flow, but the way she delivers it is still whatever. You have to give them props in it. Um, who else? Pot of paper is not. He's not new, but pot of paper's last project. That was some quality music. That was quality rap music. Um, I'll just give those four for now, innit? it? <laughs> I said enough for now, but. <laughs> so yeah, man. What what we decided on tiny. Yeah. Well, the scene would be, yeah, the scene would be in a different place, isn't it? Like, it would be. It would be, would have took a bit longer to get to where we are now, I'd say. Yeah, yeah I think without Pass Out, artists don't have the bravery to branch out creatively. I think for that alone, you've got to give them credit, man. Yeah. Whether we call it poppy or not, he just allowed artists to try new things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and be themselves, like, because he was himself on that tune. Yeah. The production, it was poppy when I lit, but like it was a pop kind of rhythm. But the bass and like certain things I heard in the tune, it was still gritty to an extent. So it's kind of like a good balance in it. It was a good balance, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't like it because I didn't like it when it came out. I, yeah. I still don't like that tune, but you have yeah. to respect what it did, man. That shit was like an earthquake, bro. Yeah, yeah, it, it was absolutely everywhere. You couldn't escape it. For real, for real, for a long time still. Yeah. Oh, yes, well. <laughs> You know I mean? And that era was so mad as well, man. I feel like where every man was wearing chinos with the denim yeah. shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Shambhala chains, the Shambhala chains and that. Yeah, yeah. the Shambhala chains that had the Riano um, River the Island soles, The crimsoles. Oh. <laughs> the boat shoes. Like, that era was mad. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. Time and envy. Time and envy every Thursday night and that. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, man, I agree with you guys. I feel like it would definitely have taken a longer time for our scene to get to where it is and we probably still be, maybe we still be waiting now um but i definitely open doors creatively and just 
expanded the parameters to how much like black artists from this scene can achieve, whether they're you know, doing rhyme or not. It kind of just shows that there's like different definitions of what success can be. Props to Tony. You might sum that up perfectly, man. If he wasn't here, the whole landscape would change up everything that we're living in now, what we're listening to now. So you have to give him his rings, whether Peter respects the music songs or not. Salute to him forever for it, man. Hey, man, the guy had a song at WrestleMania, bruv. Give him his props. <laughs> it was horrible, yeah. That song was really bad, man. Bro, he had a headline WrestleMania. Nah, t- he was gone. Tiny was bad. gone for a little while, you know. Oh, this guy from the X Factor America. Nah, he was gone for a little while. Now, at one point, he was out of here. Yeah, like his career, like trajectory has definitely gone down. Like he's nowhere near, he's never going to get to that level. I don't think, I'm not powering it, but I, I think he's had his day. He should be comfortable where he is, living with his rich baby mum. Live life, bro. Respect. And I feel like the last time I even saw a project with his name on it, like he was trying to collab with like loads of different rappers. I think Captain Conan might have been on it and others as well. So I think he's trying to like maybe extend that olive branch or just kind of go back to that. Um, whether it's successful or not remains to be seen if he continues to do it. But well, like, I like having certain people in your tune would have like give you clout and kudos, people would have rated you. I don't think. Preaching on a tiny temper tune will do anything for your career right now. It won't take nothing at all. It will do nothing, like, at all. (laughs) Like, if anything, it will probably make your career go a little bit down, a little bit, from being honest with you. I'm I'm being honest. You know what I mean? I'm not part of it. I've got to be honest, bro. Like, I've really done out here, right? Defo part, but I feel you. He's he's done out here. What do you agree with it, Peter? It was definitely a par, but I feel you though. It was. <laughs> was yeah, I'm oh, sorry, but it's the truth. <laughs> oh, man, no holds barred on this pod. But, um, yeah, man, shout out Tiny, man. Forty <laughs> done, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, man, he's definitely, he's definitely a pioneer. He definitely deserved that title. You can't take it away from him as well. Like, you can't take any of it away from him. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd call him a pioneer, but I feel you. <laughs> I'll give that to him. I mean, it's debatable. I mean, yeah. Well. You, can, you, can, you can argue it. I understand. I understand. But yeah, like, I'm, more, I'm more excited about hearing a new Dappy project than I am Tiny Temper. Oh, man. Dappy, to me, is a talented kid. Like, Oh, very. Very. Really, like, I think he's, he's a bit of a waste, man, but he's very talented. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear that. I hear you. That's <laughs> corny. Dappy, the musician, is on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, hate, I hate you still. That's exactly what it is. Dappy got something coming up. Who Dappy? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, I think so. We premiered his video like a video a couple of months ago at Convex, so I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah, that. yeah. Mo loves end ups, so you know he'll be looking. Uh, don't even tell yeah, that. No. <laughs> they yeah. had bangers though. They had some tunes still. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna start this rumor that I'm out here just listening to end ups winning nilly. <laughs> That's not running. It's got a yeah, the point in time where none of us could get away from an end dubs tune. Yeah, of course. I'm saying right now, do you know what it's about to say he loves end dubs? I'm 29. In 2021. <laughs> what? Loving end dubs in 2021 is wild. That's disgusting. Wild, wild still. Mm. <laughs> I said you were a fan. I didn't say you loved it. You just added, you added more sauce. You added more sauce to your own thing. That's mate. Any worse yourself. Salute end dubs, though, isn't it? See? There you go. Salute him. I mean, they had tunes still. Like, we're not going to sit here and lie. They had tunes. When you came back home from school and put Channel U on, it was N Dubs Marathon, and you knew every bar. You knew every bar, bro. 
I did. We did. We did. Oh, fam, they really had everyone at one point, didn't they? <laughs> like, yeah, like, what? Even the tune was Skepta. I thought that, that was a good tune, you know? I thought that was a good tune, real talk. It was all right, tune, actually. Yeah, it was all right. It was decent. It was decent. <laughs> it was decent. That's the first time I ever heard Fiza rap. I think, yo, he's all right. That verse. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Fiza, you actually, you're here for something. Yeah, yeah. Just that verse, though. No, no. <laughs> nothing else. There's nothing else. It was just that one verse where I was like, you know when the someone comes up for a group project and everyone does all the work and they do nothing? That's the first song I went, yo, you held your worth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real. Yeah. Listen, no, boys. Out of all these, like, pop era tunes, like, what do you think is the one that's aged the best or worst? None of them. So none of them age well? No, nah, man. I mean, I can still listen to Pass Out. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I could still listen to that. Give it a little gun finger and a raver. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Tractor. I know we mentioned that. I think Tractor's a good little tune as well. Rich 32. I didn't mind Tractor. I hate the one with Example. I don't know what Rich, I forgot what it was called. Direction Example song. I used to hate that song. <laughs> I liked both. Unorthodox. I used to hate Unorthodox. I liked, I liked it. Do you know what tune I loved? Dizzy Rascal Holiday. Vibe. Good vibes, isn't it? I love that tune. Yeah, how, yeah. Could you look, how could you like? How could you like that and not like Pass Out? I don't know. I just there's just something about it, man. I've never been Ibiza. <laughs> before. The sun, he's thinking of like the sun and that. Uh, yeah, I just maybe wants to go like. It makes me want to go like Ibiza. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know I mean? people want to put on that same white suit and just vibes. Nah, God forbid. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Strider Man has definitely aged the worst. That that was hard to get. Yeah, that was. Uh... Would you say that was a pop song? Man, it was something. It was really but even the Str- um, Titchy Stride and End Up tune. That was a good tune. Number one, it was prop that like, pop. That was pop. Yeah, that's but, right. That, that was it was catchy, isn't it? Like, that yeah, and Titchy had a proper pop song as well together. Um, Starship or Spaceship or some shit like that. Yeah, and yeah, a proper yeah. pop song, proper like. Right as well, still, yeah, Sp- yeah. Titchy had a few. Yeah, Titchy had a few. A good yeah, that tune with um, Tyro Cruz, I believe. Oh, that was horrendous. <laughs> that, that was atrocious. That was an abomination. Remember the tune? Damn. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. That was an abomination, bro. <laughs> Tinchy's an OG, though, man. Yeah, he is. He put in work. Yeah, he's definitely putting work. Ah, cool, guys. Let's move on to the uh, fun topic of this week. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to imagine ourselves... Um, going to a radio set, um, you know, Halcyon days, big golden days of Graham, and basically just go to a radio set and pick your dream team of four MCs to uh, go mad with and why you've chosen those, basically. So, Peter, what's your team of four? All right, cool. Um, so, I'm imagining I'm taking my team up to Westwood, isn't it? I imagine the location as well. The reason, no, the reason why I said that is because I was recently like rewatching um, a freestyle with Getz, Wretch, and Marble Crew, mm. and yeah, it was just it just got me very gassed in it. But um, my four would be Chip, Getz, Kano, and Skepta. That that would be my four. Chip because he's a battle rapper, in it, do you know what I mean. So when he's spitting, I know he's gonna be like you know really bringing that aggression and that like confrontational style of barring and I feel like with that 
you're just going to have a lot of enjoyable lines that I just feel like will be live. Um, he gets, I think, because of how competitive he is, he'll be trying to outperform the other three MCs he's come with. Do you know what I mean? So he help bring out the best in all of them as well. Mm. Um, Kano, just because I think he's the best MC, and there's just never a time that I don't want to hear the best MC rap. Um, mm. And and Skepta, I just love his delivery, man. Do you know what I mean? Just give me going in, going in, and that's yeah, all I need. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even need nothing else after that. You can say going in, going in, and shut up. Just give me going in, going in, and then we're good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So that, that would be my thought. Hear that, hear that. I mean, that's literally my thought as well. Uh, Swear down. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll just go. So, I mean, if I'm going to imagine a location, I'll probably say fuck radio. Um, loads of amazing moments from there. Um, and more or less for the same reasons, man. Gets Gives you that intensity, gives you that those scientific bars. I mean, it's just it's just a movie when he's rapping. Kane, I mean, Kane is Kane. Like he just paints pictures like like a wizard. So that'd be that'd be super dope. And again, he can get really intense when he wants to as well. I mean, his um find the booth is proof of that. Um, chip because he's chip. He's made for it. He's built for it. Um, and Skip, going in, going in. Mm-hmm. Forgive me if I bust my nine. Yeah. Like he's, he's just got those one-liners that just stick in your head, man. So yeah, man, that would be a dream team because you've got you've got everything. You've got everything in that. Like, yeah. you've got tenacity. You've got bars. You've got memorable moments. So yeah, man, you've got the whole thing. Mo, um, we had majority of the same. Um, so I went with a predominantly Tottenham group because of course you did. <laughs> I'm biased and I don't care. In seven um, day, you are so biased. It's crazy. Yeah. You're very, very biased. What can I say, bro? It is what it is. So I went with Skepta, normal reasons, same reason why you said, said chip. I take the biases out of it. I put gets there as well. So I put gets in my one. One reason why I'm reading off because I don't want to repeat the same reasons you did. And then for fourth, you're right. I said to myself, I need bars. Then I said, who's the greatest rapper that's ever come out of the UK? Then I said, who's the greatest lyricist that ever come out of the UK? And I fell to Red Free too. <laughs> I said, there's no one out barring him here. Are we really doing that? I said, there's no one out bar. I said what I said, and I mean what I say. I said, there's no one going to out bar Rich on a pen level. So let me add him as well. You look on the mir- lyrical miracle stuff. Like, I'm going to take it to Deja Vu 923. And I'm going to take President T. I'm going to take Temper T. I'm going to take Skepta and I'm going to take DWE. Sometimes it's too much having bars, but sometimes you just want to hear an echo and no, read those for days. Like, sometimes you want to hear an echo and that's it. Like, I'm, a, I'm on the energy thing. You lot can be on the miracle, lyrical miracle for this week. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my top four. Like, I just, on a radio set, I just want to hear quotables. Mm. It's not about bare rhyme schemes all the time. You get me? Okay. So you look covered, you look covered that. So, yeah. yeah, that'd be mad. I'd definitely tune into that one. I can't even lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Prez T and DWE, both? Yeah, that's 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 a problem. It's just energy. My, my one's energy in it. You look and stay lyrical, miracle. Lyrical, miracle. Yeah. <laughs> I might want to change my choice now. Actually, no, I'm sticking. I had an honourable mention. I might have brought um, Merxton as well. Okay. Yeah, I think he's ill. Mm, yeah, he's good. I think um, a lot of... Um, so when um, Getz joined the movement, I feel like his flow, his skippy flow, found a bit more swag to it. 
Yeah. I, and, I, and I think that's because of Merxton. But I don't think Merxton will get the credit for that. Because of Merxton? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I feel yeah. like they probably were doing similar things and they rubbed off on each other. But the way Merxton did it was just a bit more... I feel like with Getz, it was more erratic. Whereas Merxton had a I bit more source to it. And I feel I like as um, Getz has grown, Mm. He's added. A, he's added a bit more sauce to it as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That's a good. Yeah, I don't thought about. I didn't think about that. Didn't think about that. If I had an honourable mention, I'd probably say JME. Uh, you do not think Jamie's a good MC, yeah? I don't really rate him. Why is that? He's his bars are a bit basic for me. Mm. They always have been. He's been basic for like twenty years. Mm. But he, but he's but he's brought in an original style though. He's added on just to what you were saying earlier. Do you know what I mean? Like we have all these important MCs have added to our culture and Jeremy's style of, of rapping has added on. Do you know what I mean? You don't always want lyrical miracle. Yeah. You know? His yeah. style is whether you could it whether you think it's basic or not, it's, it's still quite important. It was needed at the time. It was different. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. So it means but, but I don't but I don't rate him like that, but I understand his important stuff. I'll be, I'll be honest with you, Grime MC the album. It shocked me, surprised me. I could actually listen to it all the way through. Previously, obviously, mixtape Jamie was good. Like early days, like serious when he was on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Jamie I could work with, but then it just got a bit rhyme nursery rhyme scheme for me, and I didn't really connect for me. It's more skater kids. You lot do that. Like <laughs> it worked for me, but yeah, I don't know. Jamie's a legend still, but it's just not. Yeah, I feel like he's getting better though. Like his verse on um. Chips tune, Ignite, I think it was. Mm. That, yeah, man. He, you said getting better, though. You're getting better 20 years in. <laughs> I mean, listen, Jay Z's still getting better. That's a lot. Yeah. Hey. So, yeah, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like he's getting better. Um, I still haven't listened to Grime MC, but mm. his last, his last album before that, I think it was Integrity. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But just for, just, but just for the quotables and just for the energy and stuff. Yeah. He's definitely someone that for a radio set, would be very, very happy. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was a good album. Yeah, you're right. That was a good album. That was a good album. Yeah, I think he's I think he's probably like one of the best grime artists. Like he can put together well, at least his last two anyway, even though I've listened to Grime MC. It seems like he can put together albums now. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you can't really say that for quite a few of them. So mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. That. I'll be Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Terminator all day. I do my job. Yeah. <laughs> just for just for bands, isn't it? Just like, oh, God. Just I do it. my job. No, I say, if you guys had to take a female rapper on the set, who would you take? Lioness. No lay. No lay. Lioness is a good shot as well. That's a great shot. You can answer your own question, or? I'll take a no lay as well. I just wanted to see what you guys say. You look Ray highly, yeah, brat. Yeah, she's, um, she's a beast. The rapper's rapper, man. She knows she's got bars. Yeah, man. I like, I like Lady Leisha as well. Yeah, I like Lady Leisha. She might be the most talented we've got from a talent perspective. Who? No, Lady. Leisha, okay, yeah. I fuck with Lady. In terms of the whole, from the music video to the look of it to the bars to everything, she's just very complete in a certain way. What do you think of Trillery, Trillery uh, Banks? She can bar. She's all right. I mean, she's not on Nole's level as the, the class showed, but she can, she can definitely bar. Even I, might if, even, I might even pull Miss Dynamite out of retirement. Fuck it. Well, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. Well, I mean, yeah, 
I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> it's a one-off show. Just come back for yeah, man. one and a half. Or even <laughs> even Stush, like Stush was. She's a bar, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. And energy-wise as well, like she'll bring it, man. Hundred percent. Shiesty as well. Yeah, that's what I say. Shiesty as well. Lady Fury. She's still got it. She's still got it, bro. Yeah, man. Well, no one wants to bring Lady Sovereign. Yeah, I was going to, but I didn't know how it would go down. No, we're not doing that. Listen, it's time to Rock Nation, bro. What do you mean? No, she did her thing, you know. Just uh, keep it fast. She did her thing. Got a girl assigned to earn young money, cash money. What does it mean? It means that he's affiliated with like one of the biggest rappers. Yeah, but like, he was saying to him, who's got a girl from? Like, yeah, but we knew who Lady Sovereign was, didn't it? She, she made a mark. Yeah, she did. You know, it might have been like oh era, like her in the streets and that they're doing this remix stuff and all the grime MCs. There was a little time, and you know what I mean. But yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. JP, were you here for the Grindy era? Yeah, of course. That was like new ravey, new ravey era kind of grit. Yeah, with static and all that. Yeah, of course. I don't think I've ever heard a Grindy song like. What does that even sound like? That sounds like what a Grindy era is. It's literally what it sounds like: indie guitars. Like freshy metal with a MC spitting bars over it. Like some of it was wavy, some of it was wavy still. Mad. Yeah. Mad research yeah. still. <laughs> you probably like it. You probably like it. I know you like different sounds. You probably, <laughs> probably fucking with it. No, you're for real. Yeah. yeah. I'll definitely, I'll definitely do my Googles. Mm-hmm. We've been through some mad times, <laughs> this UK fan. Hadouken and all that. That's like Grindy and all that. Yeah. Hadouken. Okay, that'll be a good start. Mm. Pop that on tomorrow or something. <laughs> cool, guys. All right. Well, yeah. I guess that's it for another episode of uh, Rhymes Like Dimes. JP, thank you very much for coming down. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure, bro. Truly appreciate it, man. You're welcome anytime. You know what I mean? You're a friend to the show, mm-hmm. so you're welcome anytime. Um, how can people reach you? Get at you. Uh, don't, yeah, don't, don't holler if you don't need to. But I'm on Twitter, <laughs> uh, J Pizzle Dizzle, um, Instagram, Joseph JP Patterson. Yeah, that's me. Cool, man. Anything in the pipeline that, you know, you can share? Any exciting news? Just working, trying to get, we're trying to build some um, audio visual platforms on Trench and Complex. That's I think we've kind of got editorial on point now, so it's just about building that now. That's the main focus. Yeah, that's that, focus. man. Just building the brands on that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. Mo, Pete, anything to say? Any shout-outs you want to make? I was big up JP for coming through, man. Thank you, salute. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it, man. 100%, 100%. And thank you guys for listening once again. Um, yeah, man. If you want to keep listening, please do. Share, follow, you know what I mean? Leave a review wherever you can. You know, shout out everybody listening, man, from Spotify to SoundCloud to Apple Podcasts. We'll keep doing our thing and hopefully you'll be here for the ride. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening once again. And, yeah, you'll hear from us in two weeks' time. Until then, take care, stay safe, and peace. Peace out. Salute to everyone.